Hello and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. On this week's show, we are mixing it up and we're doing a little spin on Desert Island Discs, but with video games, and we're calling it Desert Island Discs because games come on discs too. <laughs> Farley, tell us a little bit about where That Guy's a Maniac can be found. Hello, yes, I'm Farley aka Kenzie One One. Uh, you can find uh, materials on Instagram and Twitter materials. and YouTube <laughs> and on the YouTube's our website www.thatguys.co.uk and you can find us mostly everywhere under the socials at that guys a maniac. Now I'm fucking out like a granddad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's us. We we mostly write about. Uh, video games from 1996 until 2000. <laughs> the golden age. <laughs> the golden games. age of when we were playing games. <laughs> yeah, when we had time to play games. Uh, and and now we're just wistfully trying to recapture our youth uh, through the medium of podcasts. <laughs> wow, that was uh, poignant. So, our... Um, Forty into Desert Island Discs um, as always does need some financial backing and such shows as ours do uh, oh god I oh, know this is it was working it was working I was just I was pedalling through it man it was like trudging through fucking mud as the readers out there will just be like listening thinking oh my god God, just yeah. say the make fucking a, words. Just make a thought. Make a thought. Yeah, and... Just get it. Well, my thought was there's a sponsor, and that's yes. what I was aiming for. Okay, right. That's how. Because it's like fucking to... bullet point. Yeah, sponsor. Yeah, exactly. yeah. sponsor. Yeah. So the sponsor is uh, Yoke Folk Tours. Um... Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Yoke Folk Tours. <laughs> Deep done. Right. Cool. Um, so, <laughs> so we we've set some rules for our desert island discs, yeah. Um, sort of similarly, and to be set apart from um, the original <laughs> desert island discs. Shouldn't we so, call it something else? Maybe they maybe it's like a copyrighted brand. Um, I really. Oh, uh, I know. Like, so I think the... the name people that listen to us. <laughs> of all of them I don't think any of them are like I've got to get around there's a what silent Z in front of the D in discs oh no or or it could be disc with a K Desert yes. Island discs like there we go yep there we go completely distinct legal entity and idea I really need to remember to do that um <laughs> disc with a K yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So we set up some rules. Um, uh, this week I am going to be interviewing to a certain extent Farley, um, because I don't know. Do we have other friends? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah. So we're just going to run through. So what's some of what's, the rules? What's the situation, Richie? What? I'm, I'm you here at an airport. You're stranded on a desert island. But before you went there, you yeah. have the choice of five video games to sustain you, I, I guess, for the rest of your life. Right. Um, so I knew I was along... going to be stranded. Yeah, you knew you were going to be stranded. Let's try not to delve too deep into the metaphor I, here. I wanted, I wanted a rich... You know, narrative uh, choose your own adventure type scenario. You have performed a heinous crime. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that is so bad yeah. that people can't execute you, but they have to exile you. Oh, one of those, <laughs> one of those towing the line. Yeah, let's just say there's no schools around you, Farley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, we should just stick to the metaphor. Yeah, let's stick to the no background. No, nope. um, <laughs> right. Okay, so you have been exiled on a desert island for whatever reason. 
whatever perfect, reason. Yeah. <laughs> a perfectly palatable, nice reason. Yeah. Um, could, could I not have just have woken up there? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Kind of like, yeah, yeah let, let's not go into it. No, no. you just woken up there. No backstory. No. But you were able to choose five video <laughs> games. As a genie. Are we actually ever going to get to the actual... <laughs> who grants me five wishes, but each of you those wishes... Your, why do you keep adding fucking background to this goddamn five story? Wishes. has to be a video game. Right. So my genie crashed on a uh, desert island. Is it the genie from Wario Land? Um, I think you mean... <laughs> oh, fuck off. Super Mario <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah it's the Super Mario Land 3 colon Wario Land little fucking genie do you remember when I couldn't string a sentence together this is like trudging through the mud of people who want to know the fucking rules but we're not okay. getting there Right. Because the island, for some reason, your weird OCD head has yeah. to have some kind of backstory. Well, yeah, because otherwise I'll just try and get off it. Okay. Right, so the rules are you're on the island, you're stuck on the island. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> what do I and, eat? Uh, you have uh, a plentiful array of food that won't kill you and keeps you sustained. Ah, oh, convenient. Yeah, like, and everything, you know, magically appears that you could want as well. You could have, oh. uh, you know, cup noodles or bananas, whatever. <laughs> Is that where your imagination goes? <laughs> I don't know. You can have, you can have whatever food your heart desires. Uh, cup noodles and... Uh, oh, what's something I I've always wanted to try? I was trying to say that there was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was an array of foods available to you both dehydrated <laughs> fucking noodles that could be you know have boiled water added to them and also fresh fruit you know there is a spectrum you know with that <laughs> what lies between that those two items anyway get on with it <laughs> <laughs> fucking right okay so in in real desert island discs you yeah. have uh, what when is they, it? You've got the complete what? When they actually uh, strand a celebrity on a desert island. Oh my god! No, not real as in real. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, as in the the original show, you get right. the complete works of Shakespeare. Awake, and... Wake up in some hut. I've got. Why do you have a hut? As many bananas and. Because... <laughs> bananas and cup noodles as, a, as, a, as our heart desires uh, uh, there's a little cabinet and in the cabinet there are some items what items are they right okay good the items are and you need to remind me because I, I don't remember off the top of my head either you get the, the complete works of Shakespeare and the bible don't you bible yeah yeah so because we are playing video games and I have decided instead of the complete works of Shakespeare also, also because this is a completely legally distinct concept thank you um, <laughs> instead of the, the complete works of Shakespeare you have a Netflix subscription you can just watch Netflix to, to, to your heart's desire and in fact you know what you can have Disney Plus and Amazon <laughs> Um, thingy in there as well. Whatever streaming services. Is it British Netflix? Um, it is (laughs) every Netflix. Oh, okay. Check. Check Netflix. (laughs) Check Netflix, yep. Check Flix. Hey. (laughs) And, um, instead of the Bible, you have the Holy Grail that is Tetris. Just if you need a palate cleanser from the other five games that you have chosen. I mean, do I need now, any other games? <laughs> I've just got Tetris. All right, so we're done then. Yeah. Okay, Farley, that guy's a maniac. <laughs> I, I choose Tetris too. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. 
Okay. Now, <laughs> around the choices of games that you can have, there are also some rules. Okay. Intrigue. One, you can have no compilations. You've just okay. got to choose a game that you want for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. The internet does exist because many, many games, especially nowadays, requires the internet. And you yeah. can use it, but you cannot communicate. Therefore, you can get all your patches, you can get all the, you know, expansion packs, whatever. But for some reason, whatever magical reason that is, the genie doesn't let you do it. Um, genie. <laughs> fucking genie. What a mean um, genie. What genie? Yeah, I know he's mean, a mean genie. Yeah, mean yeah, right, right. Anyway, whew, words. So, so yeah, you've got internet, but yeah. very, very basic internet. Not okay. even like dial-up. You just actually have the ability to get anything that you need for your game. Should you need that in any fashion? Okay. Right. You can also play any format of game. You have a device that can somehow be a Game Boy all the way through to, you know, the latest PS5 or whatever. But you can have the full spectrum of any game uh, possible, but you can only have five of them. So the format doesn't matter. You also, as kind of tied in with that internet thing, you do get every single expansion as well. Nice. If you want. DLC, if you want. Yeah, if you choose a game which somehow requires expansions or DLC, then boom, you go for it. Okay. So, now that those rules are out of the way, and unless you need any further clarification (laughs) or magical backstory... (laughs) No, I've got my bananas and my cup noodle. I'm happy. Okay, good. Um, So, I'm going to ask you what your games are, and then you're going to explain why you have picked them for this yeah. desert island scenario. Yeah. Okay? Okay. And and yeah, basically a little bit of back and forth and and that's us done and we can move yeah. on with our lives. Sounds <laughs> like we should have had this discussion before we recorded the podcast. But yes, okay. Well, we did, but you then threw in magical genies, you prick. <laughs> right, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a prick. Don't, don't give me it's a fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, dude. Oh, you, you put me on a fucking island, I'm going to put you on an island. <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, maybe I am the mean genie. Oh, God. <laughs> um. Right, okay, cool. So, Farley, you're stranded yes. on a desert island. You have five games to take with you to keep you entertained. Yeah. What is the first game you choose and why? Thanks, Richie. Um, so in thinking about the five games to take on the desert island, uh, I think it's quite difficult because um, it, I guess the scenario is uh, you've got a long stretch of time ahead of you, well, the rest of your life. Uh, so all of a sudden, you know, some of my favourite games um, become less attractive. Um, because, you know, they don't take that much time or uh, probably not interested in playing them more than five times, um, let alone more than that. So it was thinking about a different category of games. So I went through, I whizzed through a big list of games. Uh, I read through, um, you know, that book series, a thousand, I think it's a thousand and one, yeah, a thousand and one best games or something like that to play you know they do it with architecture and paintings and all that business um to shape my thinking about it um and i think i broke it so with that in mind you know kind of uh, a bit of longevity but also um a challenge uh i mean i wouldn't worry about it too much in that sort of fashion if you think uh about the actual desert island discs it's not about, um, like, you don't need to get the best bang for your buck. It's not necessarily about, like, I'm going to choose the three longest albums that actually exist. You know, you've got to choose something that you enjoy or something that really, really yeah. grabs you as well. Yeah, yeah but then, if, you know, if I choose whatever it was, Doritos, DoorDash, 
Uh, and after an hour, I've got all the achievements. I'm probably not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna pick it up. Why are you again. still caring about achievements on this island? Okay, well, obviously, well, you know, I think that would be the uh, that would be the thing. Uh, you know, but well, I've got the time, so I might as well try and get all these ridiculous uh, achievements that I normally um, I normally wouldn't get. So, with some of those factors in mind, uh, here's my here's my thought process. One of them probably breaks one of the rules already. I thought it should be some kind of I don't know. Let's call it either physical, kind of mental. Uh, enriching type game. So um, I thought potentially uh, something like Wii Fit or Ring Fit Adventure to you know okay. keep, me, keep me a bit active. Um, but then that becomes less fun, I think, if you're just doing it on your own. Uh, you know what? I think I think Wii Fit is actually probably one of the the ones that we should include as as, as a standard game that you have. Okay. Just so that you do actually. Yeah, let's workshop. Yeah, the format. I, I don't know. Workshop the format halfway into the show. Good. Okay. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just sort of saying that it's a good show. Mind you, you're on a magical island, so let's just. You're fit. It's fine. Go for it. <laughs> okay, despite a rather strange diet, um, you're fine. So, so I was thinking, you know, potentially we fit uh, as doing something um, a bit physical, but it would seem a bit silly to be on a desert island to then stand in front of a computer with a Wii Fit board running around a, essentially a desert island. <laughs> I think that might get a bit um, a bit uh, Inception like crazy. Then um, and I haven't decided between one or two of these next two so I should decide right now. Uh, I was thinking either a hundred classic book collection for Nintendo DS Okay uh, which what is yeah. that <laughs> so it's a piece of software that simply has 100 classic books uh, I think I, I think it's 120 because they they uh, released a whole bunch um, is it uh, a game DLC it comes on the 3DS nah nah, nah. right okay like I know you don't a, want to do the fucking work comes on a cartridge of it. Mm, it's comes games on a cartridge. Far, it's games Farley it is not fucking e-readers there's no way you're getting away with that as as a choice of a game to take away why not because I'm not letting it happen okay. my, my, my rules sorry right. <laughs> arbitrary definition of games arbitrary definition of games yeah. is yeah. not a cartridge with books on it okay uh, you know what? Fuck it. Actually, you can have it. No, no, it's you fine. You can have books. That's fine. I'll just bear that in mind. <clears throat> games you play with the mouth aren't games. That's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, if Meanie, Mean Genie, has <laughs> Mean whisked, Genie, as Mean Genie has whisked away my classic book collection. No, no. Uh, as I, I said, will default. Like, I'll default. You can have it. You can have it. I'll default to my other option, which is in the mix of this slot, if you like, and that's fifty-one worldwide games. That's more sensible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I like Fifty One Worldwide Games, and I like the. Uh, I don't know if they're made by the same company. I just assume they were the the three DS one, which was like something else, classic games. Um, because uh, it has a good mix of your classic board games, um, and is quite challenging. So I've, I've played through some of the games already some I really love and some I haven't played through. but I think if you are on your own and really you know if you wanted to really get to the nuts and bolts of chess and drafts and uh, strategies in various card games and Nine Men's Morris and all that um, you can't go wrong with 51 Worldwide Games uh, okay so you're going for 51 Worldwide Games what was the other one you chose? the other option? yeah was a hundred classic book collection. Okay, so you 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 either got the book or the the, the fifty one yeah. classic. So I've gone. Okay. So it's in 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 my kind of slot of um, uh, mentally enriching in a kind of classic way. Yeah. I'm going to choose fifty one worldwide games. Okay, so tell me more about fifty one worldwide games and why it'll 
<laughs> keep you sane and happy <laughs> so, and entertained in this crazy island. So 51 Worldwide Games is a collection, I'd say, uh, on the Nintendo Switch, I'd say half of them were your classic games. Um, so there's various card games, there's like a matching card game, there's the uh, Hanafuda, the Japanese flower card games are in there, uh, you've got, I think, two kinds of Mahjong, Draft, Chess, Checkers, Backgammon, etc. And then there are also some, uh, uh, they're called, I think they're called so like toy football, um, so it's kind of, like, you know, it, it presents it as like a little, uh, almost like a one of those old Tomy toys that you play on your desk. So there's, there's yeah. football, I think there's hockey, um, there's also uh, curling, uh, and then there's also an, a long-term fan, long-time fans of That Guy's a Maniac Wall, and perhaps recognise this. There's also the spiritual successor to Tank Battle on We Play. Um, <laughs> nice. Which is one of my all-time favourite games, uh, and I've not touched it. Uh, so I'm saving it for the um, the desert island. So yeah, so uh, though I mean, although I've already got Tetris, uh, I think those games are you know nice change of pace. They're very straightforward. You versus the computer, um, and uh, you have lots of difficulty levels. So you kind of uh, you work your way through different levels of the games, and there's sort of you know as you, you beat it once and you get like a bronze medal. Beat it again, silver. Beat it again, you get. Um, gold medal and then beat it again you get a cup each time you do it they they ramp up the difficulty uh and so far in the the games i've played they really do ramp up the difficulty so even with things like connect four although i can't remember they don't call it connect four because that's a brand whatever it is essentially connect four yeah 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 (laughs) um it is fiendishly difficult on i think impossible is the highest difficulty uh but also the presentation of the game is really nice so yeah you're uh, you're kind of guided through it um, and the rules are explained before each game which you can skip by these little toy figures um, so they look like uh, um, you know the little figures you uh, <laughs> this is such a weird reference Paul but it's, it's what they are um, you used to get like little figures you could put around scale strix tracks yeah yeah it's like it's a whole series of, the, series of those and the more uh, games that you kind of beat different difficulties of more of them pop up on this world map uh, and they tell you little facts about the games the little historical facts about them and strategies and um uh like you know some of the games there's a um perfect way of playing it that's been worked out some of the games you know this dates from blah 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 centuries syria so it's just a really nice package um uh, all together and i i really like the um idea of you know playing go <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about the? I mean, I'm guessing you, you there's a good AI that you're fighting, and that's why it's impossibly hard. Yeah, on the high difficulties. Yeah. Do, do, do you reckon do, that 51 worldwide games could be kind of like your Wilson? You know, the AI behind it. <laughs> Somebody start, you start talking to. Start, yeah, start giving it a person. <laughs> in, in my um, in my family, uh, whenever you're playing the computer, we call it Kapoo called what? Kapoo. 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 So you know how uh, if you're playing against um, uh, an NPC, it will either be COM or CPU. Oh, right. Okay. So then we'd, we'd always just refer to it as Kapoo. So, you know, if you were Kapoo. Okay. playing a racing <laughs> game and they were clear, you know, all of a sudden went really fast and cheated or got you on the line, you, you would uh, shout and curse at Kapoo. So yeah, I probably would... Um, uh, you know, like, oh, Kapoo, you sneaky bastard. When, uh, <laughs> when it pulls a, a particularly galling move in backgammon. <laughs> backgammon, oh, God. It's all about the galling moves in backgammon. Yeah, yeah, Oh, Kapoo, you've destroyed me this round. <laughs> yeah. No, excellent, excellent. Okay. Okay. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd draw, like, a little face on the... On the CRT. In my mind, is, is everything's playing on a CRT. I don't know. I, I draw a little face above the CRT and I'll be Kapoo. <laughs> You're not going to, like, cut your hand and smear it as a face? Not early on, but I think when things start to descend, 
into <laughs> isolation and loneliness. We might go. We might go there. Yeah. Yeah. God. I see. I still refer to the the other player as computer. Cheating computer. fucking computer. Yeah, cheating computer. Yeah, com. He's he's com for a while as well. Um, <laughs> and for some games, they. I remember Bomberman. I think Bomberman on the Wii. And even though, oh, I don't know actually, I assume the AI was all the same. There would definitely be, you know, whenever it was, um, uh, I think it was uh, Black Bomberman would be particularly, would be significantly better than all the other Bombermans. Well, yeah, you get the same with the uh, the ghosts in Pac-Man. Each one of them has their own um, AI patterns that they follow. Yeah, but they actually do. I don't think, I think it's You just, you just feel like it does in Bomberman, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah I get you. <laughs> And you start to get a vendetta again, you know, or or you're rounding up, loading up a random three players, and it's black bomb. Man. Like, oh fuck, it's gonna do me in again. <laughs> okay, right. Well, okay, let's uh, shove that one in the bag. I don't understand Boom. what this bag is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's shove this digital download in a bag. <laughs> that digital download is in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, tell us your second choice. And so, oh. yeah, <laughs> you... you know what? Like, I, I, I agree with your stance on the cultural enrichment one, mm-hmm. and I understand that perhaps maybe we should have like had a choice of what your cultural enrichment could be in some sort of video games gaming format because you do you do kind of get games like that. You know, like, if you go in the Steam store, you've got the ability to make other games and things like that. So, like, that's a good shout as something non-games but games-related thing to have. So Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, actually, at all. Going with some kind of, you know, game maker or... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you... You're allowed to take that one in the bag with you, but right. it's not going in as a game because I just can't do that. What's okay, that? fifty-one worldwide games. No, no, no. The the book one. No, the book's gone now. We, we're this is now Desert Island Room One Hundred One discs. Desert, <laughs> Desert Island Room One Hundred One. Oh yeah, instead of going in the bag, it's now in the conveyor belt that somehow leads <laughs> to the the island. Okay. <laughs> Remember that right. silence, silence heard before the disc. Um, legally distinct entity. Okay. <laughs> and it's got a key <laughs> Z-Disc Z-Disc um, Okay, so number two What's your second game that you want to bring along with you? <laughs> so my second game has, has far less in the way of um, Thought process and padding yeah, It's just Dead Rising 2 Dead Rising 2? Okay, yeah. right Well, I suppose my next question is Why Dead Rising 2 above any of the other um, Dead Rising series? Any of the other Dead Rising. Um, I think the Dead Rising has a special place in my heart um, because uh, of when it came out uh, and the age that we were. Um, and so a bunch of us would always we pile over to each other's houses uh, and play board games and card games and video games. Um, and so for many years, um, I would just sit in the corner and be playing Dead Rising whilst everyone else was doing um, something else. And, you know, people would... Uh, dip in and out or they'd be looking over from whatever else they were doing to see what I was up to in, in the original Dead Rising and for me it was one of the games where uh, because again you can read our angsty thoughts on that guy's a maniac um, around when uh, the 360 uh, PlayStation 3 generation was coming out um, because I got quite hissy about the fact that, that next generation wasn't really justifying itself there was nothing i mean, we're exactly where we are at the moment there was nothing <laughs> there, was no, there was nothing like that was that was early on there was nothing that was kind of leaps and bounds beyond what we'd had uh in the dying days of the playstation 2 or or to a lesser extent perhaps xbox um things were shiny do you remember all the shiny games yeah there was nothing yeah i remember tiny fonts as well Every game <laughs> yeah, had tiny, yeah. tiny fonts. Yeah. Because uh, um, we were at that um, border point between moving to CRT, classic TVs, to flat screens. 
and like so the 360 didn't actually have an HDMI out it had that weird um, what's it called uh, YRB whatever it is oh yeah yeah and then uh, the next generation uh, got the, the HDMI out um, so yeah it was hmm now that I'm thinking about this, I might be talking utter shite. <laughs> but I remember like having a, a 360 plugged into my scart on the back of my big TV yeah. and not being able to read the little tiny fonts in Gears of War and Dead Rising. Raging, <laughs> raging. Sorry, a sidetrack. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. more of those angsty thoughts you can find on that guy's <laughs> Um, a Dead Rising, yeah, I mean, dead, famously Dead Rising at the, at the tiniest, tiniest um, click there was. Uh, but but playing Dead Rising was one of those first games. I was like, wow, okay, this is the this is the power of the next generation. Um, yeah, just because of the sheer amount of zombies yeah. you could. Yeah, yeah, um, insane. Could, yeah, you could see, uh, particularly when you go when you kind of unlock the underground um, and. There's a bunch of secret tunnels underneath uh, William and Moore that have to get from one place to another. And spoilers, you know, you're, everyone. Spoilers. You're, <laughs> yeah, spoilers for what, a 16-year-old game? Um, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, be, you know, you'd just be ploughing through all these zombies or, or you know, you, you'd... you'd uh, you got there, this kind of crowd-hopping ability later on where you could just kind of pop up on the, on top of the crowd and then um, hop along. Um uh, but so not only that, it was like, wow, here's, 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 the, here's a herald of, of an actual new generation. Uh, I loved, which I think was very divisive, I loved um, how the game worked. So there was a storyline to follow. You famously had this tight deadline, the kind of removal of which in later games um, turned off some fans. Uh, and then you had these survivors that you could or couldn't rescue. So it was just this constant stressful <laughs> battle of, Okay, my next story mission is coming. You know, you look, you literally look at your watch on your wrist. It's coming up in 20 minutes. Um, I've got a notification from Otis, who's the security guard, that uh, he's seen a survivor in uh, this toy shop here. And then there's somebody going um, a bit insane in this lingerie shop up here. Do I have enough time to get out, work a route there? Um, I'm running low on weapons. I need to pick up some health. Um, I know a quick shortcut here. And then I can rescue this one, rescue this person, um, hopefully. And then you get there, and then the survivor will either want something else or say, oh, my husband's in this other store. And you're like, shit, I, I just thought this was a quick pickup job. Now I have to go and collect something and go to somebody else. And then something else will be a psychopath. And so you've got this trail of three survivors, and then you've got this boss battle to do. Um, I, just, I just love that. And that was that was part of the, the replayability uh, of it. And um, it's such a basic thing, but you could fail. Um, uh, at various stages, and the game would continue. <laughs> so uh, you know, you could uh, you could um, miss the helicopter, and it's okay, miss the helicopter. Or if you did a certain sequence of events, there'd be like a, a an after event leading up to a boss battle. Um, so yeah, it, it, Dead Rising has a, a big spot in my heart. But the reason why I've chosen Dead Rising Two um, is because I have um, played it all the way through, but I didn't really get into the guts of it. Um, so unlike Dead Rising, where I'd played, oh, that was sort of a pun. Um, unlike Dead Rising, uh, where I'd played through it and got various endings and rescued various survivors and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'd kind of just gone through Dead Rising 2, uh, which is set in the casino. Um, but there was, there's way more to do. So that'd be a great game, I think, to just keep playing over and over again and discovering new things and new weapon combos and new survivors and new just uh, having fun um in a in a casino uh, riddled with uh, with zombies and, and you've then, got dlc for it as well don't you yeah yes <laughs> including uh including one of the best named dlcs of all time i think uh, what's it called he says i want to get it exactly right or is that or is that dlc for um the rising three oh my god i have no idea uh, there's, oh, you can hear me typing. <clears throat> Deputy type. Deputy type, type. Uh, it's Dead Rising 3. No, oh, right. is Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. But Super I was just meaning, uh, 
in Dead called... Rising 2, you get to play as Frank or something like that as well, don't you? Yes, you can, yeah, because a lot of people didn't like Chuck. I don't mind Chuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, the DLC for Dead Rising 3 is um, Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant! Uh, oh, you gotta love it. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a there's a lot of comedy in Dead Rising, uh, the original Dead Rising, like really, really uh, black humor, um, and some... a lot of nods to all of the zombie films as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I think they famously there was a lawsuit because George Romero wasn't happy with it. Uh, yeah, it's because it's set in the mall. The first one, yeah, yeah it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, Dawn of the Dead. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that lawsuit actually went anywhere. Um, Dead Rising 2 was a bit more po-faced. Um, um, I also had a few... There were, there, were, there were cultural problems with the psychopaths. Uh, in fact, even having psychopaths in a game this day would be seen as problematic. Um, but putting those aside, or suspending my disgust um, to, to play the rest of the games, um, my option is Dead Rising 2. The reason why I didn't go for Dead Rising 3 or 4... Uh, is I haven't played either of those, but my understanding is they were not as well received, um, and they kind of uh, yeah lost lost what what I perceived as the heart of Dead Rising um, from the reviews and videos that I that I read. Uh, you know, they became you could just uh, swathe through hordes of the undead. I think the fourth one had some like, exosuits. Um, uh, and you know, Dead Rising was always silly, particularly in Dead Rising Two with the combos. But uh, it seemed to have lost some of that whimsy, charm, and difficulty. Um, and the the kind of ticking clock in Dead Rising Two, uh, you not only have the, the timer, but your spoilers. Your daughter is in, has been bitten by a zombie, so every now and then you have to you have to make sure you get some uh, medicine, Zombrex, Zombie Rex, I think it's called, which <laughs> delays the, the uh, development of the virus and then heading back. To Okay. Another aspect of the kind of um, time uh, challenge. And you reckon there's enough replayability in this game that you've not played entirely to to, to sort of keep you going? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if you if you I, I guess it's that challenge that I particularly speaks to me when I'm playing these games. I, let's try and do as much as possible. Um, how, however, if if Time pressure no longer, because, you know, or if you've got a lot of time on your hands, um, you can gives you more options to play the game in many different ways. So one run might be okay. I'm not going to focus on anything. I'm just going to mentally map the entire mall and what is where, and um, you know, have a go at. Oh yeah. Some I of suppose the... you, you're allowed to have a uh, pen and paper as well. Good. So yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. No. Cool. Um, Keep ad hoc in these goddamn rules. <laughs> in the future, we can do a really good, um, uh, solid format for the show. Um, Why don't we just uh, <laughs> delete the intro to this song, <laughs> song, this podcast, <laughs> and put a whole proper uh, yeah. list? Yeah, with some proper, with some proper thoughts on it. Um, uh, yeah, you know, just exploring the more. And um, there are also some, um, again, same as Dead Rising, some ridiculous trophies and achievements. Uh, which, if I had the time, I would probably go for uh, you know silly things like um, killing X thousand zombies, which I think was. Do you not feel like okay? So let's say this a uh, multi-format, amazing um, piece of machinery that you're playing your games on. However, yeah. it works. It's gonna have five games. Yeah. And I'll probably have achievements which add up to I don't know five thousand points. Yeah. Five thousand. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the thousanding. Yeah. Or however it works on the the PS4. Yeah. Your five thousand points. If you ever got all of the achievements. Yeah. All of them. Do you, do you reckon that's time just to sort of pack it in an island and <laughs> you know <laughs> go and kill yourself on cup noodles? No, no, that would be when I could start playing them for fun. <laughs> Good, good. That's, that's, that's a real. Yeah, okay, that's a now good, good positive approach to it. Now I've my. Now I've thousand uh, fifty-one worldwide games. 
<laughs> no, I imagine the people putting the strings on this desert island have to come up with a finally be compu on Connect yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah, I can now. Impossible. I can now play. I can now just play mahjong for fun uh, instead of <laughs> medal hunting uh, mahjong, which is very different. So yeah, the second game is just Dead Rising Two. No okay, thought little thought process. And moving swiftly on, um, yep. let's go to your third game. What have you chosen? So my third game, I, I was thinking um, by the time uh, you know I have mastered um, fifty-one worldwide games um, up to you know sort of uh, chess master level for every game, including <clears throat> Nine Man's Morris and etc. Uh, and I've completely explored the casino. Uh, and I, I can, you know, do I can do a speed run of Dead Rising Two blindfolded just from the noises of Chuck's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, play in invisible mode, <laughs> invisible zombies. Oh my god, yeah, Dead Rising <laughs> invisible mode would be would be amazing. Um, uh, I was thinking, how about a game that is uh, that goes on forever but is always different? So that got me to thinking about uh, potentially a rogue-like game. Um, where um, every time you throw yourself at it uh, it's slightly different um, but obviously you can progress it um, and the three that I like are probably I mean apologies to all roguelike fans out there because um, these are probably the fringe picks <laughs> for what, makes, <laughs> what goes into being a traditional you know your, your hardcore roguelike Um First of all, I thought about Everspace, which I think I talked about on the Spaceship Games episode, uh, which is uh, a roguelike spaceship shooting game. Um, but I figured that might get a bit samey or a bit easy when you go to bits. I also like Into the Breach, um, where you play as giant robots versus insects. Um, across different um, four different maps and then culminating in a final uh, battle but each time you play it you kind of get different upgrades and um, if you lose one of your pilots etc etc uh, and Into the Breach is kind of my go-to roguelike at the moment so again if I'm not I can't decide what to play and this is this is something I quite like about the idea there's something cathartic about the idea of only having five games to play for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I entirely <laughs> agree with it it's just like Oh, think of all the games you don't feel you have to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, we'll sit there and go, like, oh, you know, I can't decide. There's too many. Um, so, Into the Breach is currently my go-to, uh, my go-to roguelike. But I think I would go back to uh, one of the first ones that uh, I cut my teeth on, if you like, uh, is roguelikes, and that is Fatal Labyrinth from the Mega Drive. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay, this is a very left field entry. I know nothing, <laughs> nothing about Fatal Labyrinth. I didn't even know it was a roguelike. I didn't think roguelike likes didn't exist until like about five years ago. So no, tell no. me more about Fatal Labyrinth and so, Fatal roguelike Labyrinth. elements. I think it was called Maze of Death in, in Japan. <laughs> came out, okay. which is a far yeah. superior uh, title. Um, I, it ended up being my first Mega Drive game. So my, the Mega Drive was sort of my brother's, although we all played together. Uh, and um, that was my, again, similar to what we were talking about in the Game Boy episode. Absolutely no idea why this was my pick. Uh, when I got some birthday money or whatever, I ended up buying Fatal Labyrinth um, and loading it up <laughs> and initially being extremely disappointed because unlike, you know, the the cell on the on the front of the box where you've got you know this guy and this maze these monsters it is a you know tile based yeah. dungeon <laughs> uh you're a you know a, a floating sprite uh and there's a floating blob and and uh a ghost and so initially wasn't very much in love with it but then um kind of got to uh yeah fall in love with roguelikes basically because like all rogue like all roguelikes i guess it's not roguelike in some sense and that you don't really you don't really roll anything over from one game to the other so it's just just like a bit of a crapshoot so you start off and you've got you know shitty equipment um and so you don't want to progress too far through the maze um without 
trying to get as much equipment as possible, but then the, the mix is um, if you get into trouble, then you don't progress because you die. Um, yeah. So that that mix of you know, do I have enough items to keep going, and then as you as you go through the labyrinth, um, the monsters get harder and harder. Uh, and in the Mega Drive days, that just means they they get a pallet swap and get harder and harder. <laughs> yeah. so, so the red blobs become the green blobs, become the blue blobs. Um, oh my god, it's a blue blob, man. Yeah, oh god, <laughs> it's, the, it's a blue kapoo. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we never, I never, we never really got very far in it. And then um, recently, I picked up the Sega Mega Drive collection on the Switch. Um, which is a great game, and if compilations were allowed, probably would have picked that. Uh, and much to my sheer delight, Faithful Labyrinth is one of those games. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I started playing it again, and, and uh, the wave of nostalgia was delightful, uh, and it remains as solid. And I, I just forgot all these little details. Uh, so there's a little cutscene that shows you leaving the village, and then depending on how far you get, um, more and more when you die, more and more people are at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> on the game over screen um yeah uh, <laughs> what so, a weird concept but yeah cool yeah i know i know <laughs> so you know if you die and there's like one old lady at your grave you know you've not done particularly well um and so yeah i never i never beat it so I've, again i figure with a bit of time on my hands uh, you know i'd really be able to get back into the Mega Drive mindset, you know, the, the three button. Do mindset. you think the depth of a a Mega Drive title, which it only has thirty levels in it, because because I googled, um, yeah. but do you reckon that's enough to keep you going? Yeah, solid replay. I mean, okay, I mean okay. yeah, I mean, imagine first time round we were playing it, um, as a young child and had literally nothing else to do, uh, and didn't didn't get anywhere near the end of it. Um, so yeah, returning to it as a an old man, um, uh, I think it would remain a, a challenge. And I'd, were I ever to beat it, I think I'd have um, an enormous sense of satisfaction. So I think that's one of the ones that I've, you know, you know, how you mentally cross things off your list. Like, I'm probably, <laughs> probably not going to finish that game, am I, before I die? <laughs> not in a, not not in a. Wait, know, but I mean, we have reached that age where we just realise certain things are not yeah. going to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, and the the kind of the nicer end of of things that aren't going to happen in our lifetime is probably a handful of games where I'm no, no, that's beyond me, or uh, I just don't have the time anymore. Uh, so yeah, that that would be that's definitely one on my list, and I'd love to you know see the see the credits. Um, with uh, everybody at your funeral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the last boss. You you have to die, uh, but then the entire village turns out to your to your funeral. I'm not too sure how word gets back to the village, how far in the dungeon you get. Um, that'd be interesting too. Maybe uh, maybe there's like a missing plot element that every floor you go to, you actually rescue a villager. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've got all the time in the world to come up with a fanfic for it. Yeah, head cannon it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm gonna write the unwritten backstory to Faithful Labyrinth. Um, should anyone <laughs> find my remains in the desert island, uh, it'll be one of those great works of literature. So, Faithful Labyrinth. Okay, cool. Number three. Right three. now, moving on to your fourth entry into the the 101 conveyor belt bag that goes to the island magically somehow with a mean genie. <laughs> what is it, Farley? I'm already on, and I'm. <laughs> somehow in radio contacts about the games I want to be sent. Uh, the uh, it, at a couple of points in my life, I have been saved um, uh, mentally by real-time strategy games. Um, mm. So I've been stuck, either stuck somewhere or uh, not having enough money to do anything else. Um, and in addition to Pokemon Sapphire, which I believe I mentioned, um, uh, I've got a lot of time for those super chunky um, tile-based RTSs. So think things like um, Fire Emblem, Advanced Wars, uh, and to a certain extent, um, Pokemon Conquest, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, so, uh, so you know, your, your tile based units, um, special abilities. Uh, but I think the thing that makes me think about these games, particularly those three series, well, one's a game, two a series, uh, is it's a hop, skip, and jump to get to the credits, but then they just have these endless, endless, infinite modes. Um, again, the kind of thing that I'd stare at and say that I'd, I'm probably not going to get to do that. Um, and in some of these, the times where I've had nothing else to do, uh, you can just fall in. You know, I fell into Advance Wars Dual Strike Hole for, I think, about three years. <laughs> just going through it and barely made a dent right on all the on all the secret missions and achievements and unlockables um so i think of those three probably not fire emblem i do love the fire emblem series uh and the the replayability there is uh you know you get to build different relationships between different people so so with enough time on your hands you can have everyone marry everyone uh, uh and see how those relationships play out um but I think I'd probably end up going for Advance Wars, um, uh, and it's probably going to be Advance Wars Dual Strike on the DS, not okay. uh, the GBA one or any of the uh, sequels. Okay, and um, well, I mean, I can automatically see the appeal of potential infinite gameplay as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is infinite gameplay. You can yeah. really sort of mess about with all those sort of things. No, no, yeah. I agree with you. I think that's a, that's a good one to sort of bank up. It's because you will have lots of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 as an interview here, I'm pretty stuck, Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Sorry, I should have been a bit, little bit more angry. Just advance wars. Uh, and then you can, uh, and then you can give me stuff. I was close between Pokemon Conquest. I, um, I do like Pokemon Conquest. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, it's one of those um, slightly strange spin-offs, and it's a collaboration uh, between Pokemon and the people who make the Nobunaga. Nobunaga is it Nobunaga's Conquest? I can't remember. Um, no idea. But yeah, so, it's set in yeah. Edo times, isn't it? Yes, it's like feudal japan but everyone has a pokemon instead <laughs> yeah. uh, and the island of japan is in the shape of uh arceus uh, and you have the different regions um oh. and again that has a that has a challenge mode which is just map after map after map after map with different um starting situations so you start in this kingdom we start as this person uh and the mission will be to completely take over the continent or um, to uh, take over 11 territories or, or something like that um, <clears throat> and so the gameplay there is uh, it's a bit like I think it's probably more like something like Civilization where you can pick and choose so you could you know you go for a rush and try and get everyone before they build their things up or with the Pokemon element to it you know you can um, try and work on your relationships or the relationship between your Warlord and your Pokemon sometimes determines whether they can evolve or not, um, but then you can carry those Pokemon over to the next run. So if you got someone up to a uh, think of a Pokemon, <laughs> I want to say I want to say Rylord. Rylord? Yeah. Oh my God! Go, just go. What is his name? Rhyhorn. Rhydon. Rhydon, yeah. Rhyperia. Yeah. It. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Rylord, because he sort of looks like a samurai, um, a warlord. Uh, then the next time you you um, recruited that character, uh, he'd have a Rylord. Oh, God, start Rhyperia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rylord. Oh, God. He'd have Rhyperia, very Rhyperia in the back, yeah. So there was, there was endless... Because uh, you could also catch, <clears throat> you catch Pokemon and rotate them out, and depending on your skill set, you, it will tell you you could build up your relationship this amount. And so tons and tons of depth to it. Um, but I think the gameplay and the challenge and the colours uh, and the strategy of Advance Wars was what pipped, uh, what pipped it for me. Uh, and Dual Strike is is uh, there's enough fancy bits going on beyond. 
the flat advanced um, wars. So you've got the dual strike feature, which is you can uh, launch a uh, dual special attack with your with your COs. Um, but it's still quite cheery. I think the later ones got a bit dark and depressing. <laughs> one, one of them was called something like Black <laughs> yeah, Hole. Yeah, you need to yeah. keep that positivity up on rail, not by yourself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it was something like, you know, Advance Wars Black Hole Rising um, was a bit. Super depression. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit uh, grim dark. And actually, I want my dying infantrymen to be, um, you know, have smiley faces on and, uh, <laughs> and comedy. More work, more work. Yeah. <laughs> Driving. <laughs> Driving comedy tanks around. Yeah, it was called Black Horror Rising. There we go. Um, Good. <laughs> that was actually before Jaws Strike. There we go. Do some research. Okay. Oh, and then, and then the last one was Advance Wars Days of Ruin. So, yeah. Jaws Strike. Days Fuck of you. Ruin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice chirpy title. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. So, Advance Wars Jaws Strike is my fourth game. So Farley, what is your final game? Well, the final game, um, as long as uh, I don't get disappeared to this island uh, in the next couple of months, <laughs> is going to be uh, a game. I think I mentioned it when we talked about it on the on the podcast. Uh, it's going to be Monster Hunter Rise. All right, so the new Monster Hunter, yeah. Yes, the new Monster Hunter is not not yet out. Um, I think when we talked about it before, uh, I, I mentioned that you might at some point in the future have to talk me down from getting Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> <laughs> because it's yes. uh, it, it's one of those games that's a life eater, and so there's no point. You know, it, it's it's beautiful. Um, I really like the the kind of um, Japanese theming of it. With uh, uh, you know, I, was, I sat in the the uh, menu screens it's rotated through uh, these two the, those two twins or sisters uh, singing this really nice song and you've got the styling of the uh, the um, main monster it looks like it's you know wearing samurai armor um, so it looks lovely and gorgeous um, but I know that if I did get it to scratch that itch um, I just wouldn't be able to play it enough um to... Which makes it a perfect candidate for an yeah. infinite amount of time on yeah. a desert island. <laughs> yeah, however, yeah, if you remove uh, many aspects of having trying to have a life, um, Monster Hunter Rise is probably perfect. Uh, yeah, so so that's going to be my um, my last game. If an unashamed, um, don't have to worry about doing anything, uh, and then you could probably do Monster Hunter, ju- you know, probably do it justice and get all the armors and and get, up get every see, single item every up. single upgrade every <laughs> yeah. single yeah 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 i mean you do get these mad these mad um fans um who you know seemingly within months of a game coming out um you know and and i think um sometimes if you think about you know how much do i play games compared to the rest of the gaming community um I think it's more than most, but it's probably, you know, there's probably like a little peak. Um, so that there'll be like a peak right down at the bottom where people don't play you know, maybe one or two hours a week or something like that. Then there's like a second peak and then there's a huge plateau and then there's there's this gigantic peak. Um, and I remember with Monsanto Try, uh, I, within months of it coming out, there were people running around at like level 200. Um which is just an insane amount of effort, you know. That is, yeah. that is. No, I, I know that, and it's like, it's a weird feeling when a, when a new game comes out or a new expansion comes out that you just immediately feel like behind the curve. Yeah. If you don't do something, and it's like there was a ridiculous thing, um, like, ugh, I'm not, I'm not going to end this World of Warcraft thing. You don't care, uh, but yeah, basically, yeah. If you miss one thing, one daily, <laughs> you are basically. Right, yeah, you you you're suboptimal, you know. <laughs> yeah, which uh, um, is pretty much the biggest insult I reckon you could give to anybody who's doing like one of these games. Yeah, suboptimal, you know. <laughs> it's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it feels like 
anything less than a big time commitment in a game like Monster Hunter is uh, uh, you're being suboptimal, um, you know, and you'll never get to if one of those series. Typically, I don't know, it might be different. It's one of those series where. Uh, you know, 100 hours is when the training wheels come off. It's the normalization of the Final Fantasy thirteen intro, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Yeah, it's like, you know, all oh, right, okay, you, you know, you hit the you hit the credits to the story and then you played another 100 hours and then finally that's when uh, the game starts to open up. Yeah, the um, real game, end game, yeah. end game, yeah, final exactly. end game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as much as it is absolutely insufferable, I do. Uh, when I see it, I do like the snobbery of, um, of you know, people commenting on each other's builds. It's, it's just like it's just ridiculous. You're doing, everyone's doing uh, silly amounts of damage, but um, there's still this snobbery about what's the best build for doing this, that, and the other. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that you get in Monster Hunter. So I think that that'll be my final game, my, my uh, guilt-free uh, Monster Hunter Rise. So I was just uh, thinking whilst you were talking there. I know we shouldn't really dick about with the rules, but one of the rules, well, one potential rule, and I don't know if we really talked about it before, was: Do we have guides? Are we allowed guides? Are we allowed access to? <laughs> <laughs> read internet resources for how to get no, optimal no. builds or anything like that. No, I don't think so. But I think uh, I we, we mentioned earlier, right? That you've got um, uh, an infinite stash of um, notepads and and writing. Obviously, you have to do it all yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. So I can imagine you, you, imagine? you know, like, yeah. writing, having a hand-drawn prima guide to. <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> £8.95 in the corner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you set, yeah. Up, like, set up a little fake shop with uh, with my five um, five guides that I've written after uh, yeah. hundreds of hours of playing them. Yeah, and what's the currency? Cup noodles. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, um, but what I was meaning, oh God, could you imagine like if you got off the island and all you had was your own resources and then you just like spent like half an hour on the internet and found out, oh shit. I've been playing it completely wrong. Yeah, All I needed completely. to do was turn this option on, you know. <laughs> I completely missed this item. It's like uh, you which... with uh, with Pokemon constantly changing it to shift. You'd been unknowingly playing it in hard mode for the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, yeah, that's when you <laughs> have the option to, like, you've got six Pokemon, but you automatically thought you had to choose them in the order that they were in like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and you couldn't just choose any of your other Pokemon that was mental uh, yeah, yeah no I think it was it was um, more it was more that when you knock someone out uh, you get a chance to change your Pokemon or not and I'd had that set off for three games yeah <laughs> you crazy nutter yeah made it significantly harder so to recap your yes. games are 51 worldwide games yeah dead rising 2 yeah fatal labyrinth oh yeah where did you go you disappeared checking my, checking my list yeah <laughs> yeah advanced wars and monster hunter uh advanced wars Dual Strike. Oh, sorry, Dual Strike. <laughs> not and Super mo- Emo Death Mode. <laughs> yeah, not, not um, <laughs> Fallen Dark Car Black Sun. Everyone you know is dead. Um, uh, super and, Depression yeah. Mode. <laughs> super Depression. Uh, and uh, Monsanto Rise. Yeah. yeah. Just, in, and... just in case the, the magical genie listens to this podcast and whisks me away. And I end up with the original Monster Hunter from the PlayStation 2. No. Oh. God, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> and and of course the right advance wars as well. But yeah, yeah um, as well as those five games, you have the option for a gaming-related luxury item. Yes. Now, what are you gonna choose as your gaming-related luxury item? So my uh, my actually titled gaming-related luxury item. Uh, it's probably going to be, um, as we discussed earlier, um, 
for the sake of variety, but also putting some strategic thought into uh, how to best make use of my time on the island. Um, uh, I didn't take it, I haven't chosen a Pokemon game. Um, so my gaming related luxury <laughs> item uh, is going to be a lovely uh, little item, um, which is uh, one of these little Japanese plastic boxed figure type jobbies. Um, so imagine a... Uh, it's, not, it's not something you can have sex with, is it? No, no, no. It's imagine okay, a good, good, good. Uh, Pokeball <laughs> that kind of fits in your hand, um, but the Pokeball is transparent, like a little terrarium. Oh. And inside, there's a little city scene uh, and a little wobble effect. And you can kind of take the lid off uh, and, you know, repose your wobble. So um, it's a really nice item um, that I like. Uh, you know, you get these, uh, in the Pokemon Center Japan, they produce, it seems like every week they're bringing out items we'll never ever get here i don't know why there's not Pokemon here so but yeah that was a little um that was a little treat so it'll be a lovely little item that i'll look at uh to remind me of um uh, uh to have something related to Pokemon there uh, yeah no that that's good i i like that i'm i'm very ashamed of myself for going to a dirty place straight away um <laughs> but you know you were alone in a on a desert island i thought you <laughs> But yeah, there we go. Right, so that's us done. We yeah. have five games and a little Pokemon Wobbuffet um, terrarium Pokeball thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's a good um, one. It's been a pleasure Desert Island disking. I yeah. don't know. Is that a thing? Shall we make that um, a thing? I think they call themselves the Diskettes. Diskettes. Yeah. Okay. Can we just call ourselves the floppy disks then? Uh, you can. <laughs> All right, that guy's a maniac. Why do you bite me?